groupings of things, I guess. The first one is there are seven elements that you can add to your thanksgiving this year. So there's seven commands given here in these five verses. Each of these commands are in this original language are imperative commands, which means these are commands that God is expecting us to do on a daily basis. The first one we see is make a joyful noise. The joyful noise is a loud shout. It would have been a cry for victory or praise toward a king or a leader. The original, Spurgeon said this, the original word signifies a glad shout, such as the loyal subjects giving when give, such as loyal subjects give when their king appears among them. Our happy our happy God should be worshipped by happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with his nature, his acts, and the gratitude which he sh- he which we should cherish for his mercies. Here's the important thing that we have to realize that we should be a happy people. We should worship God happily. I've been <laughs> I've been in a lot of churches where you walk in and it seems like there's a lot of grouches when you're in that church. We and I we are we are great at this. I feel like we are. I feel like we're a fairly happy happy church and it's Wednesday night and Wednesday nights are rough cuz we're all working and we're busy and you have Kids were at school, you were at work, and now you're here, and maybe if you haven't eaten, then that's enough to put anyone on a bad on a bad note. But we should be a happy person. Let's be public and expressive with our thankfulness this year. Let people know that you have a reason to celebrate and be glad. You see, even though our world is going the way it is, we learned last week with Paul and Dwight that there's a lot of things that we still have to do. The world has not ended yet. And there's a lot for us to do, and we should be a happy, cheerful person. So make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. The second command is serve the Lord with gladness. Like I said, these are imperative commands. These are things that God is expecting from us. Therefore, God will hold us accountable when we don't do them. So serve the Lord with gladness. That word serve means to work for, to labor for or to tend to like a garden. If you're going to serve the Lord, do it with a happy or a glad spirit. Churches today are filled with people who serve begrudgingly or because of guilt, and we should serve because it is what Jesus would do. We have a lot of people in our church that serve in areas, and they love it, and I am grateful for it. But through the years past, and thankfully we've got a great team that's here serving, through the years past we've had people who kind of are misers with their area they said this is mine no one else is going to touch it i'm in charge and they kind of hoard it thankfully we don't have that right now but we don't need to be that type of person serve the lord with gladness john 13 2 through 5 gives us the example of this service john 13 says this and supper being ended we're in the upper room jesus with the disciples the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. That's the setting. Jesus Christ is at the last time he's with his best friends in his life, knowing that one of them was going to betray him, but also knowing more imminently is that he was going to die a painful death. That's the setting we have here, and it goes on and says this, 
he riseth from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. That's the type of person we should be. That despite the circumstances going around us, despite maybe how our life is going, we still have the ability to go and help people happen. Channel Jesus as much as you can in that serve the Lord with gladness. I had a teacher always say it's the dirty towel principle. The dirty towel is a happy Christian. So let's be a dirty towel Christian. So we see serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. What's that next word, Mr. Steve? With thanks. We're almost to Thanksgiving. Come before his presence with singing. We are commanded to sing praises to God. Let that sink in for a bit. Let's get a little bit real. I walked in here to back there on Sunday, and I heard maybe like three people singing. Now, I get not all of us can carry a tune. I am the first one. Mr. Steve has to sit with me in choir. He knows that. But we are commanded to sing to God. Even if we aren't good singers, even if we don't consider ourselves very good at it, God doesn't care if you, if you can carry a tune or not. He just wants you to praise him with your lips. Singing is not the only way to praise God, an author said, but it is the chief way to praise him. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, I know singing publicly is not always the most, I guess, encouraging thing to do. But try it this week. Let your inhibitions go and just sing. It'll encourage everyone around you. So we see, come before his presence with singing. It goes into verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We're going to get to that in a second. Verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. So we see the first three are make a joyful noise, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. The fourth command or element for our thanksgiving is enter into his gates with thanksgiving. This and enter into his courts with praise carry the word picture of the temple. The Jews at this time would have known what Solomon was, or the author was writing, and they would have known he was talking about the temple. The word picture of that temple coming into God's presence. You see, God wants us to come to him with thanksgiving, offering our gratitude for everything that God has given to us. Here's a challenge for you. Take 10 minutes a day this week. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Take the next seven days. Take five to 10 minutes and just write things down that God has done for you. You'll fill that sheet of paper in no time. Your thankfulness, this is important, our thankfulness should not be determined by our circumstances. Our thankfulness should not be determined by our circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks. 
in everything give thanks. I have met a lot of people who've gone through a lot worse things than I have. And I get really convicted when they start praising God and thanking God for everything they've done. How many times have you seen someone who's had a, who's had a really rough life, whether they're struggling with cancer or a family loss, and they just say, hey, praise the Lord. It's like, I didn't get breakfast when I'm complaining yesterday. We need to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, but also enter into his courts with praise. The same language is here used, the, the language concerning the temple. But this time it's not just, hey, you're not just entering the temple, you're entering the most inward part of the temple. You're getting to the place where God personally communes with each and every one of us. God has removed those boundaries between us and him. He is near to us and ready to help come to him and praise him for what he's done and is doing and will do. Enter into his courts with praise. We were up here earlier with the kids and we, we got done praying and I said to the kids, okay, each of you have to tell me something you're thankful for. So I said, but here's the thing, you can't tell me something that someone else has said. That's always the hard part. Because you say that and someone says, my family, my mom, Everyone, they're all thankful for their mom, FYI. Kids are always all thankful for their mom. But I made them, tell me something you're thankful for, and see their wheels start turning. Someone said school. I thought that was awesome. One of the kids looked at him and said, you're crazy. So I'm thankful for the diversity of opinions. <laughs> but enter into his court with praise. Take time to praise God for who he is. Continue in verse 4. Be thankful unto him. That's our sixth command. Be thankful unto him. He restates the command for thanksgiving. Give your thankfulness and praise willingly. If God mentions it once, we need to listen. If God mentions it twice, it's pretty stinking important. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That word bless means to adore with a bended knee. It means to come to someone who's providing and caring for you. It's an act of humility. It, it means falling at his feet. We are here because God is faithful. This Thanksgiving season, we can come to God and know that, hey, great is your faithfulness, as the Lamentations 3.22 says. Is it of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed? Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. So we see seven elements to add to your thanksgiving. Well, let's keep going. I see five titles here of God to remember this thanksgiving. So we have the seven elements, now we have the five titles of God. The first one's in verse one. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If you notice in your Bible, that Lord is probably all upper, all caps might have some lowercase, but they're all capital letters. That is the, that is the, that is the uh, personal name of Yahweh to God. It means the unchangeable, all-existent one. It's the creator and sustainer of the universe. Make a joyful noise. Make a glad shout to the creator and sustainer of the universe. This title alone should be enough for us to stop and praise the Lord for just that. If you were to study science out a little bit, you'll notice that we hang in the balance in our solar system the perfect distance from the sun that we are not burnt up 
and we're not frozen. Do you realize that everything that God has created is perfectly balanced? And it wasn't through an evolutionary big bang. Do you recognize that it takes more faith to believe that by random accident, the correct environment was created for the existence of everything to come to fruition? It takes more faith to believe that than to believe that maybe a creator put it all in place. Think about that for a bit. God loves us so much. He created the perfect place for us. He is Yahweh. He is the unchangeable, all-existent one. But look at verse 3. We see actually four titles here in verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. This is the tithe, this is the this is the proper title, Elohim. This is one of the most common names for God. It's the same name which is added to all the other names of God. El Shaddai, God Almighty. El Ron, God who sees. Eli Elyon, God Most High. We need to be thankful that God is who he is. That because of his mercies, like the Bible says, we are not consumed. He is God Almighty. And this Thanksgiving, we can come to our, our tables with our family or our table with our friends. And we can come to God and say, God, thank you for what you've done for us. He is God. He is Elohim. But also, he is the creator. It is he that hath made us. My dad, I'm, I'm using my dad's Bible. Those of you who don't know, this was the Bible my dad had for 20-some years. And he gave this to me in my ordination. It has a bunch of his notes in it, which I love. But he has in here, there's no such thing as a self-made man. We hear that a lot. I'm a self-made person. No, you're not. God has allowed you to be the person you are. God has allowed us to come to the positions we are. And I'm grateful that God is merciful and he created us in such a way that he cares for us. There's no such thing, like I said, as a self-made man. Everything we are is because of God. Any good thing is a result of God. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. You see, it doesn't matter who's in the White House or it doesn't matter who's in a, in a public office. It doesn't matter who's in charge of whatever country. God is still on the throne and God is in complete control. And like they said last week, we've got a, we've got a responsibility and it's not to worry about what might happen. We know what's going to happen. Like Dwight said, the next thing on our calendar is the rapture. And I'm ready for when that day the church rises, Joyce. It's going to be a good day. But we've got a responsibility up till then, and it's to share Jesus. So we see he's, he's Yahweh. He's the unchangeable one. He is Elohim. He is God Almighty. He's our creator. But also he's our owner. We are his people. We are led and provided for by God. An infallible, unchanging leader. The patient God who loves us unequally. You know, we have these plans for this building, and it's kind of daunting. We've had a lot of our guys, especially in construction, look at it and be like, well, there's a lot of questions I have concerning this and this. And, and there's questions I have about it. Like, can I take a vacation? When I come back, it's going to be built. That's what Dad, Wes, and me are asking for. 
But, you know, we have a God who's in control. God's going to direct us in the way we should go. God's going to provide the means to do so. There's no reason for us to stress about it. If you know anything about my family, you know my parents are very, very different in how they handle stress. My dad is the type of person that he, he takes on something and he, he, he noshes it over and he looks at it from every angle and he kind of, he's concerned about it for a while and he, he dwells on it. And I get that from my dad a lot. We dwell. If you know anything about my mom, she's not much of a dweller. My mom is one of those laid back people when it comes to something bad going on. And I asked her one time, I said, how are you, how are you keeping so calm through this situation? She said, what does worrying do? What good is worrying going to do about it? Now you ask my dad, and worrying probably does a lot. You ask me, worrying does a lot. Makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. Ma, you ask mom, and she said, there's no reason to worry. God's got it. And we need to be that type of person where we say, hey, God's got it. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This Thanksgiving, remember who God is. He's our Lord. He's our God. He's our creator. He's our owner. But also, he's our shepherd. And the sheep of his pasture. God protects us. He provides for us. He will always search for us when we're lost. There's nothing that he cannot bring us through. Psalm 23 is another favorite psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This Thanksgiving season, there's no reason to worry about finances or to worry about our health or to worry about what may happen in the next election. All we have to do is praise God for who he is. So we see seven elements to add to our thanksgiving. We see five titles of God or five, five titles to, of God that we need to remember to buy. And lastly, we see in verse 5, three attributes that we should thank God for tonight. Three attributes. Look at verse 5. For the Lord is good. Just stop that right there. For the Lord is good. He is pleasing. He's pleasant. He's delightful. He's not an overlord waiting for us to fail or waiting for us to do something that he wants us to do. He's a father looking after us and wanting the best for us. He wants us to succeed, and he's constantly seeking our good for his glory. Romans 8, 28 and 29, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God wants the best for each of us, each and every one of us. He is good. His mercy is everlasting. That word mercy can be translated as his steadfast love. How many of you have ever known someone where their, their love or tolerance of you kind of wanes in and out? How many of you in a relationship, you felt some days and you're like, 
I don't know if I love this guy as much as I did a couple days ago. Like beating him with a fly swatter in church kind of stuff. But God's love for us is everlasting. God's love for us never fades, never wanes. God loves us and he'll never stop loving us. He'll always be there to provide and protect for us. Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ and by grace ye are saved. We should be thankful for God's sacrifice he gave us on the cross this Thanksgiving. That should be first and foremost. We should be thankful to share Jesus Christ with those around us. He is good. He is merciful. And his truth endureth to all generations. His truth, that's fidelity, his steadfastness, his firmness. He's, he's something we can cling on to. He's something we can anchor ourselves to. And that word generations means ages. It means all time. His, his steadfastness will never end. God will always be a reliable God. He will never fail. And we can be thankful that he is who he is. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. The faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him. And keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So this Thanksgiving. Remember, God is good. God is merciful and his truth endures forever. Remember, he is Yahweh. He is the Lord, the unchangeable, all-existent one. He is God. He is God Almighty. He is our creator. He's our owner. He's our shepherd. So we should enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. We should be thankful unto him. We should bless his name. We should come before his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. We should make a joyful noise with thanksgiving to his name. So one more time, we're going to read through it. This might be a good thing to remember to write down or to try that challenge of writing, writing what God has provided for you every day. Take tomorrow and write five things and say the next day I'm going to write 10 and the next day I'm going to write 15 and the next day 20 and just watch how God keeps blessing you. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. We love you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us here tonight. Lord, if all we do is thank you for everything, that's, that's a great life to have. Lord, I pray that every day we, we open our day with, a, with an attitude of thanksgiving. And we just watch how our attitude is so much better when we praise you for what you've given to us. We love you, Lord. It's your name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed a little early. Not too early, though.